Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Welcome back, bunglers, to another episode of the Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, for another two episodes of Thundercat. David, hello and ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so let's get right into some mail. My source tells me, maybe your source. She even looks older. How dare you say that to me? I didn't think Lionel was like that. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. <laughs> There's another thing. According to my source, I did it for the money. And I paid the money. Are you sure your source is on our side? You got thunder, 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 cat mail. And keep your foot off that blasted Sommelflan. Okay, so we have two lovely bunglers today, and they're regulars around here, David. Let's start with Matesh. So, Matesh says, Hello, my retro brothers. Thank you again for another two great episodes. I don't know what you mean about bungling the last episode, because all your Thundercats reviews are amazing and sweet, and all of your punctuations are perfect, Ryan. You didn't say that, right? I know! Punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, let's not ruin this beautiful moment. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> the Rock Giant is one of my favorite episodes. Just the Colossus element of nature versus the Thundercats is such an unfathomable concept, but they made it look great. We are now seeing the three episodes giving our mutant brethren their own episode. Monkeyan, Jackalman, and Vultureman is coming up, but poor Slythe never gets his own attempted rise to power. Do you think it's because he he never saw himself past that reptilian cook on <laughs> Plundar? It's almost implied, though, that he is the quote-unquote unofficial leader of the mutants even though they kind of scatter like cockroaches when anything comes up they don't really support each other for the most part slive is has the most aggressive yeah well i mean i know monkey can be aggressive beating his chest and going like ridiculous like the like very much like a an angry quote-unquote ape but he's the most aggressive in his nature the way he talks and everything like he is i almost feel like the other mutants have some redeeming qualities in the sense of if that makes any sense like when monkey and you're sexist jackalman's kind of very simple if that's the word i can use yes I and Vulcan really, Vulci, the immense. Vulci is Vulci. just a diva. He's, he's really more about technology and, but Slide really is just, he's a real snake, so to speak. <laughs> Unless when he's scared of Mumra, too. I love when that happens. You're asking me to go alone? How dare you? I asked my children who their favorite tea cats were. And I love this, Matesh. Thank you for sharing this. And why? My daughter Anya is Chitara from the 2011 show due to her intelligence and strength. My son, Rowan's favorite is Snarf, due to him being kind, a caring mentor, but clearly the one who saves the day when the other Thundercats are trapped. 
Oh, I love that. My wife, Rakshar, didn't have an answer, but she always likes Panthro because she says it's always handy to have a mechanic around and he has those awesome nunchucks. That is why he is my favorite equal to Snarf. Sorry, I mean Uncle Osbert. I love that. I can't wait for next month. You will be reviewing one of my top favorite episodes. Tamagar, the Tuska, great action journey because of the great music. A must-see for all T-Cats fan. P.S. Who calls David a hoe? Lots of love, <laughs> Matesh and family. Oh, thank you guys so much. That was awesome. I'm I'm really excited that they're enjoying it all and that they they listen together and they watch together i think that's great every time i see a a message pop up from matesh as well as our next beautiful bungler our lovely leah who helps us so much by sending sound clips of the episodes and just being all around amazing and wonderful leah says yay first comment macreps me creeps me cracks up me cheeks me checks out the wonder of this brilliant episode something disturbs the calmness of the internet this awesome podcast oh the wonder my thoughtful thoughtfulness is is, is. (laughs) you named my favorite podcast nessie laughing emoji it's a monster of a podcast at over an hour long that's us wait until you experience the supernatural scariness of mumra king of commentaries on his pool vision (laughs) so true pew pew the mutants try and try again It's not butter. It's Mumra, the ever stupid, the and the ever bungler. Transform just to dress up in drag to do the hula. Know this quote? He he. Where does that come from? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm not going to count you, but. <laughs> I have not been known to hula, David. That's one thing I've never done well or yet. <laughs> Stick to what you know. Leah, let us know, please, because our, our radical retro minds are not working clearly. Jaga is finally clearer on his message to Lionel. Always had issues with him not being clear. This was fire and water. Fire and water. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Just tell him. Just tell him straight out. Thundercats sauna ideas, anyone? Oh, hot springs. A, th- a sauna under Cat's Lair would probably be beautiful. Lion-O, model of awesome. Felinity. Felinity? Felinity. 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 Mm-hmm. Bungler's Ho. General Jackalman. Surprisingly intelligent. Underdogs. Oh dear. Whip crack on repeat. So David, on our Mole Master episode... <laughs> When every time you mentioned Mole Master, I added a whip sound effect after. So, because you know, I know you love Mole Master in his dominatrix. So, Mole Master. Some of the stuff I have to say, where do they come up with these things? Radical Ryan with Delightful David. UFO, unidentified frying object. That's Jackalman when the other mutants get their hands on him. This is at the end when they start beating him. At They're eating at the table and then they just start attacking him. I guess he's being voted off the island. Chitara is fabulous. Thundercats Ho, another brilliant and very enjoyable episode. The perfect thing for a Friday night. See you on your next podcast. Thank you both. You all mean so much to us. Everyone who listens, as always. I know we're a broken record with that, but we just love you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. 
Also, our first episode, David, is Tamagar the Tusca, episode 45, with the original air date of November 22nd of 1985. It says, Tamagar the Tusca, a walrus-like humanoid, crash lands his gumpling, and I gotta get into that later, at the cat's lair and asks for help. A giant tentopede threatens his country's water supply, leaving Panthro and the Thunder Kittens behind to repair the gumplin. David, we start with this giant, and I thought he said, that is a dumpling, sir, to Panthro, but it is, it, he is a gumpling, a gumpling. I do love that the Thunder Kittens say to Panthro, he doesn't look like he's a threat. Let him in, let him in. So he doesn't seem hostile, Tigra. Looks like he's trying to land. Okay, cut the alarms. We start right off with that, riding his tus- trusty steed, the Gumplin. Tomagar, leader of the Tuskas, makes his way towards Cat's lair. His arrival triggers the intruder alarms inside the lair, prompting the Thundercats to rush outside just in time to see the Tomagar making a crash landing. Is he drunk? Is he being attacked? What, what, let's get to the bottom of this. A few things I really noticed about this episode. I don't know because we really haven't told the whole storyline at this moment, but the first thing that I drew from it was yes, that they went on appearances and said that this person they seem they don't seem to mean us any harm, which is funny because the next episode that we're going to review, you know, together is things aren't always what they seem when you look at something and it might look innocent. So there was that. I actually found it really interesting interesting that we are seeing more of third earth that we didn't know existed and even at the end a pleasant place oh my god it had it was a stream with a rainbow like a per, it looked like it was a permanent fixture there like this is the side of third earth david that this is, everyone... this is where the my little ponies live still this is where the, the care bears doing their care bear stare they find the source of the river so i guess all this time they were just you know bathing in it in its remnants with the warrior maiden now they found the source of it so upriver is where it's at tamagar or tomagar is adorable david i am you know i'm a sucker for animals so big walrus that talks and rides a a dragon robot what was that david it was like half machine half animal I i feel like the machine part was affixed to him i don't think it was part of his natural dna i don't like you know what i mean like i don't think i think it was affixed him i think he was they were just like trained because that's what he does say something to the effect of they like doesn't he say the gumplins were basically like domesticated like our dogs ancestors he said yeah they're a gentle breed that were domesticated by his because panther goes this uh, creature and he's like that sir Here's a gumpling. <laughs> he really did love his uh, his his little thing, so I loved that. Who are you? I am Tormagar Rotoshka. Why are you here? I need your help. What can we do? My people cannot live without water, but our water sources in Tuscania are under constant attack from a fearsome war machine, the giant Technopede. You want us to eliminate this technopede? If you do not help us, rivers will dry up, fertile lands will turn to desert, crops will die, my people will not survive. We'll help you, Termagar. We'll smash the giant technopede. Take the thunder tank, Lionel. Sounds like you'll need it. I'll stay here and fix this monster. 
that, sir, is not a monster. He is a Gumplin, loyal and brave. My ancestors domesticated Gumplins many centuries ago. Well, Termagod, whatever it, um, he is, I'll fix him up while my friends take care of your Technopede. He has that almost like, and I've seen this before, and maybe I'm crazy. Wasn't there the talking walrus that ate all the clams in Alice in Wonderland? He he scams all the clams and then he eats them. He's a walrus. He has a spectacle glass, like he, and he's very like. So it's kind of like in that that vein, I guess you. I you would mean say not Ren and Stimpy's walrus. No, no, no. Do you have any rubber walrus protectors? Call the police. Do you remember that? Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Is it in Disney's? You know, Alice in Wonderland is one of those ones that... Very trippy. I watched once and I'm just like, eh, I'd rather watch My Little my little Pony. Well, yeah, all that. The Little Mermaid. Uh, the, so there's a few other things. So first of all, Tomagard knows that he knows of the Thundercats. So they are, again, this feeds into my whole theory, which I've talked about. The Thundercats are such a threat to Mumra because they are leveling the playing field they are basically slowly but surely taking over third earth as far as creating bonds with people like with the micrits the you know the warrior minutes they they the burbles they just the, the brute men they keep adding more people to their ranks of friends and allies which is also making third earth a more peaceful place and we know that mumra only can survive when evil exists there's always going to be evil on third earth but i feel like again the less evil the weaker Mumra is of the, the weaker his hold is so my point being with this whole big tirade that I'm going on is basically they know about the Thundercats and they're seeking out their help so the, the word of the Thundercats has reached far regions which Thundercats have never been and don't even know exist I guess at this point because they had to go deep into the bed of the river or whatever to get to there so it was almost like was was it under like they had to go through I don't know but it, it was very interesting that the Thunder Tank had to be like it's submarine mode and go for like a long distance of time to get to this area that was uncharted. It also went down like a Hot Wheels ramp at one point, which we never saw in any other episodes, like off the cat's lair. So did you also notice before we continue, I wrote why the long face to Lionel, but the art was very different in some places in this episode. I wonder if they had like a guest in or they outsourced this to another studio close by because things looked good. There was a lot of movement, but then yeah, some of characters they looked elongated and a little different so it was just a little something the giant technopede is a war machine i wrote this much like the plundarian war machine i wrote war bot that mm-hmm. attack it almost looked almost exactly like the face of that but this is a technopede it's wrecking havoc on the land of the tuscas and the only water source the cat source oh my god david the water source the cats readily agree to help Tomagar, and while panthro and the kitten remain behind to repair the goblin the rest of the feline heroes take off in the thunder tank as they make their way to the river of despair the cats encounter a number of obstacles and dangers including a powerful underwater current the ferocious black widow shock 
and the vampire mermaid. Uh, so if there is one character that will be taken by hypnotic suggestion, drugs, um, maybe even a sign that points a, a certain direction. Tiger heads. Tiger yes, heads and balls. Tiger controlled by vampire mermaid. That was part of my notes. Let's go back. So they first encounter this very powerful current, which also kind of goes into like how third earth is so volatile like because even like when when lino was doing his anointment trials how that wind from the thing was going to pull him in and, and rip him to shreds basically so you also have the black widow shark oh, yeah. half shark half crustacean that gets around that thing yeah so you have that but again i like the fact that this is not just a straightforward like go to fight this this war machine you have to kind of get again part of the part of the land you know you have to go through all of these other i don't know how they do it because i'd be exhausted i know i know the thunder tank did most of the work with with the stuff but just having to go through that and then actually have to face the the uh boss you know the boss level like yes you have to go through the the little men so yeah the the other thing that i really liked about this episode you see that they do like a as the thundercats are are going through this to get there just to save the people there and to preserve the river you see how they're being attacked by this war machine right yes and you see that they don't i don't think they really have names one of two of tomagars no they just like like, yeah um fellow soldiers or whatever the people that inhabit this area are talking about they're outmatched they don't have the power to to take on this thing but they can't give up because that's their code they can't give up like they their loyalty and they have to protect the, the water which in itself i actually wrote it's like an environmental element to it where like again you see i feel like the early creepings in of the environmental movement like there is and i and i, I have a point to this i'm going to get to a little bit later at the end of the episode the giant technopede I'm getting out of here! No! We cannot desert our post! That would betray Termagor's quest for help! What can anyone do against the giant technopede? You see that there are these ties with people because they have this code of ethic, despite the fact that this world is nothing that you and I would ever possibly imagine you know third earth i like the fact that there there is these commonalities between the good people they have they do have a code of ethics and morals that ultimately i guess brings them together does that make sense maybe i'm reading too much and the planet yeah that's how i felt about and which is also a threat to mumra's power and that goes back to my whole thing about how he hates the thundercats so much because of the fact that he is bringing people together uniting them and saying it's okay to actually have you know to be kinder and gentler even though you're in this very volatile environment just my thought on that so true because doesn't even tamagar say the water must be protected so it is very you know early like you're saying early it's pre-captain planet it's pre-captain planet which we did last week i love captain planet i know i oh. you did that with Cadu. yeah i do but god david loves captain planet i got the lunchbox i have to i have to get it from under the stairs coming soon coming 
Coming soon to a theater near you. David's segment called It Came From Under the Stairs. No more basement for you, Ryan. And I always think, I still always think of Emma Roberts in, in Scream Queen saying that she's taking the salad bowl to pee under the stairs. That will not be happening. So here's the thing too. Growing up as kids, I don't know if you remember this, and I still do this. There's always this folklore about pirates. Like my kids yes. still watch like this kind of kindler, gentler, watered down version of pirates that have these code of ethics and they're friends and they help each other and this and that, which is totally different than the, the evil pirates that would sell their, you know, are with yeah. you know would walk, make you walk the plank and do all these horrible things but captain cracker <laughs> yeah there there is the element of that where you do get the sirens so mermaids are also called sirens uh, for me to differentiate sirens are these evil mermaid type creatures that are yes are there to basically entrap humans and and send them to their death either falling off cliffs or drowning them or whatever they yes. do and so you have this, I, I think the makers of Thundercats loved using black hair and dark, like dark hair with light features because all their bad, even when Mumra turned into the Time Witch or whatever it was. And it's always, it's always this like Morticia Adams, slight black haired and, you know, very oh, fair. Oh, Willa light. too, right? Willa has dark hair and fair. So Chitara has to stand out as the only blonde David that is in her contract. <laughs> She's got to be gold. You know, she loves her gold. <laughs> Apparently, and this 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 is also something. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place, but I feel like Tigra should not be so susceptible to things of this nature because his power is the mind power. Which when we do the trials, he's supposed to have saved up all his his mind That's energy. That's why. That's why he has. He, he's like, I can't even think of my power because. <laughs> So he is, he is, the siren calls him, and which is ironic because it doesn't even affect Lionel. Again, yeah, why is Tiger That's maybe so his weakness, you know, everybody, everybody has a weakness and every Thundercat has a weakness. Chitara's is apparently a gold sale at the Verbal Village. <laughs> I, I thought that was... She's like, the Thundercat simple, can I just do a quick run over to, over to the Burbles for that gold sale and then still help Lionel defeat Mumra? I'm fast, you know, I'm fast. You I know can she'll my get top there. speed for six miles. As everyone knows. So I think this is really well done, but I did ask myself, they get off because they hear the beautiful voice of the singing. I didn't actually find that, but I found it a little bit like, you remember the little mermaid when Skull, what's his name? Scully? The, the bird starts going, <laughs> trying to sing. Scuttle. Yes, scuttle. Scuttle. I, don't, I didn't find it very um, alluring. <laughs> it wasn't Ariel. It wasn't Ariel. No, it was not. And, and neither was the hair, as David mentioned. So it's a great, great premise because they hear this, but Tom Agar, shouldn't he have said a little earlier? Oh, that's the evil like, vampire mermaid you know, of death, you know, whatever. You hear singing because they clearly said they stopped because they heard this. It's getting lighter. Yeah, yeah. You mean we're there? Not yet, my friend. We have yet to cross the dangerous uncharted seas. Stand by to surface. Standing by. Blow main ballast. That strange singing's coming from the island. Let's take a look. A mermaid. I have heard many legends concerning her hypnotic powers. Snap, snap. 
I don't think we should hang around here too long. You're right. Hey, where's Tigra? We have to stop him. So he goes, now this is the other part that I didn't get. So obviously Tamagar doesn't say anything about it. Lino's not affected by it. And then you see Chitara who starts to go, but she sees that this thing is turning into this, like sl- the hands are starting to claw, like club up and claw. Why didn't she use her super speed and run over there and beat this one with a stick? This mermfish woman. I would have been like, uh, I would have been like, you know, her super speed and get over this. She kind of was like, oh. But how did she know? She knew to look because like you're saying, the shot was all of a sudden they said, what is that? And you see Tiger's little Tiger feet just moving into the camera, moving away. And she knew all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I better go because he's easily susceptible. He sees something. But then she does, she catches, she sees and she throws her staff. But did you love this? You know the, how you end on a cliffhanger before the commercial. So the first time Chitara says more subdued, but still Lynn Lipton's given something. She's like, Tigra, no! Tigra, no! You cut back to after the commercial, they redo this the scene again of the and she played it up. Tigra, no! So she really knew how to sell it on the second go of this. Give Lynn Lipton a second chance on a scene and she will she will do it. But they get knocked into the water, correct? So how is Lionel at one point able to do ho? You know, he's trying to shock it without opening his mouth. But then other times... Ventriloquism? <laughs> didn't you know the Thundercats are all skilled in this I art? mean, I could say ho... My, my... Hmm... Hmm. But it was really hmm. good. But then, okay, so that makes sense, right? That was actually pretty good. So, okay, I'll go. But then he says ho again with his mouth open when he's attacking the sea cobra looking thing in the next scene. So that's a little cotton. Well, is he blowing air out of his mouth? So maybe he's doing it that way. Listen, David, you know I can't swim, but there's no way that they, the two of them, including Tiger, just in his days, just floating down lower and lower into the depths of the water, would have survived that long under. I mean, they were under there a long time. Unless the Thundercats have like extra lungs (laughs) they were floating down a while now for vampire mermaid that was close thanks let's hope that's the end of the whole fishy business i have to say when we actually get away from all this and tiger's back with us this is beautiful shots of night again and you know we always discuss this one of our bunglers zach also loves these night shots that thundercats give us and it was like these like a dark red sky and you see tamagar's warriors on the battlefield still but they you know they came out of the river like david said they traveled through the river and we come to the techno piece which in 80s cartoons is a very big thing you have that with shira 
there's these these things. Even Ford Prime ship almost looks like one of those type of like. Yeah, it things. does. <laughs> you it had does. that in. You had that stuff in He Man. You had that stuff in Thundercats, Silverhawks. I mean, there's countless. Obviously, machines and humans. We go together, I guess. It's like one of these. It didn't come from a mutant or anything. So it's weird that this thing just took it upon itself to attack. Well, we but... don't really know the backstory. Maybe it. Maybe it, it's a living AI sort of a thing where it just likes destruction. Oh. Or maybe it was sent. Who sent you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me who sent you. <laughs> My city is in ruins. We are too late. The infernal technopede has conquered my people. We can no longer protect the source of the river, and the lands will wither and die. Hang in there, Termagar. We'll straighten it out. Don't give up now. Yet while the Thundercats are pulling with you. Feel the magic, hear the roar. Thundercats on us. The Tuskers are losing ground. The Thundercats join in the attack but fail to inflict any real damage onto the giant machine. However, the arrival of Panthro and the Thunder Kittens atop the Gumplin turn the tables around. The heroes then focus their attacks on the massive legs of the Techno Peak. Which I have to say. Fall. Star Wars? Yes, no, but I absolutely. What I have to say is though, that was Wily Kid and Wily Cat's idea. Yes, David, and they were actually pulling to this machine like this episode every one of the thundercats took down this warbot on a warfield look at that thing it's all legs well let's pull them out from under there was a time when Lino was suspended for quite a long time from the the shield claw and kind of like I, I don't know if because the robot was moving so fast or like he couldn't like get a he couldn't Cold, propel himself yeah. back or get down because you see Tiger like I'll help you and I'm back to I'm back to reality they end up tackling the behemoth falls down and explodes into pieces and now like we said they have found the source of the water and Tamagar says we must protect it and they gained new friends david there it is to protect springs like this that you fought so gallantly doesn't look like much does it but without such natural resources, however insignificant they seem, life would not go on. We owe you more than we can say, Thundercats. Special thanks to Wily Cat, Wily Kit, and Panthro. Yes, you turned up just when we needed you. How'd you do that anyway? Once we'd fixed up the Gomplin, we left it to him. Panthro figured he was a homing creature. And he let us hear. And we should thank you, Termagar, for bringing us to a new and valued corner of Third Earth, the source of the river. Thunder, 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 
So I also put something very, what I would say is profound and something that is funny. So I'll start with the funny. I said Snarf is getting too friendly with that warm spring action, if you know what I mean. If you know, you know. Oh, what? <laughs> Those springs were popping up and he was loving himself up in there. So there's that. And then I also put, again, the the environmental aspect of it, saying the spring may... Tomagar says that the spring may seem insignificant, but it brings light. Didn't he say something to that effect? Yes, exactly. So this is something, again, that's near and dear to my heart, especially growing up in that time, you know, and and the kind of the beginning of the environmental movement. It, It brings up a valid point that even though something may seem so insignificant to them that was their whole thing without that water source he said the planet would die because basically this is probably the only fresh really great water source that's not teeming yeah. with acid and everything else and every yeah, possible that's thing so true. <laughs> this is what they do these people are the protectors of so i i do feel bad because his whole village and town seemed like it was in ruined city but it did teach a valuable lesson about preservation and t- talking about something that may seem insignificant but is really an intricate part of your your life or your well-being so david beautifully said i really really enjoyed this episode i thought it, it had a little bit of everything that traveling adventure like you said to the destinations all the underwater battles the shark the vampire mermaid all the cats doing something included in the battle and the trivia this episode shows a special ramp at cat's lair that the thunder tank takes off from this ramp is never shown again in any episode this episode marks the second time that Tigra is put in a hypnotic trance. This episode also introduces a host of new characters including major characters like Tamagar, Gumplin, Technopede, Tuskas, and minor characters like the Vampire Mermaid and the Fish Eating Flower. To our next episode, David. Dun 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 Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Mutant Fist Pounder, a new and evil force to challenge the Thunder Tank. We're ready for you. That's what you think. Who will win this confrontation, good or evil? Thunder Tank and the new Mutant Fist Pounder from Rainbow Toys. Thunders, thunders, thunder Thunder Tank, the ultimate attack machine. Put Lion-O at the controls. Thunder Tank, instantly armed for battle. Laser guns, stun guns, mechanical jaws. Release the boulders and crush the Thunder Cats. Nothing can stop Thunder Tank. Thunder Tank and Figures, each sold separately. New from LJN. We're back from break with our next episode, and I forgot to mention, thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis that we used in a previous episode, and this one, of course. This is episode 47 of season one, with the original air date of November 26th of 1985. Happy birthday to Ryan. I'm so glad, David, it turned out to be a good one. 
one. Oh. I have to say, it was a good day. <laughs> a little ice cube for you. This is described angry at the mutant's failure to destroy the Thundercats. Mumra transforms into a meek burble and tricks Snuff into bringing him inside the cat's lair. Mumra overpowers Panthro, turning him into a zombie slash slave. Mumra enslaves Wily Kit and Wily Cat as they play and enslaves Chitara as she investigates their cries for terror and enslaves Tigra. Cries for terror? You said cries for terror. <laughs> Enslaved Chitara. No, you said cries for terror. Oh, wait. <laughs> Nobody's crying for terror. <laughs> they Give might us be. terror! Give us terror! They might be at this one. So, he's back. Oh, I have notes. I have lots of notes on this one because this one is, again, a bungle. This is a good bungle. So, Oh, oh my god. So, he's <laughs> extra cranky, David, but also kind of whispering throughout this episode, Mumra. He's not screaming, no, but he's, he's extra he's cranky. Oh my god, David. But he's vicious in this one too the mutants are like asking why have you summoned us again <laughs> again so they already don't want to like again he tells them basically and i'm just <laughs> i'm gonna te- i'm teaching you a lesson on your stupidity That's i can't get over it i loved it he- <laughs> He says he has a lot of choice words for the mutants and visuals in his <laughs> teaching lesson that he has of them doing all this being ridiculous. And then he says, I am the only one that can take care of the Thundercats. It is me, Mamra the Everliving. And then he starts grandstanding how basically how wonderful he is. So that was fun. like, I was like, could you imagine being sent over, <laughs> summoned someplace, and I'm here to teach you a lesson. Your stupidity, <laughs> your incompetence, you are ridiculous. He actually calls them, David, some kind of something like plundarian failures, and he, he says only one creature can rid Third Earth. Now he's referring to himself as a creature, which will come back later because I thought he was referring to himself again later, but it turned out to be the bad. Why have you summoned us this time, Mumra? I wish to teach you a lesson. Look! A miserable record of consistent failure, mutants. A pathetic exhibition of plundarian incompetence. A convincing demonstration of calamity, clumsiness, and cowardice. There is only one creature who can rid Third Earth of the Thundercats. Me, Mamra! ever-living source of evil, and I will do it! Okay, so he transforms into an innocent purple, as he says, and Snarf runs into him. This is how we set this up. Not right? really runs into him. He, he throw, jumps down from a tree branch on top of Snarf. Do you love this, David? He says, no mention of my head, I noticed, because the burble's like, my arm is broken. My arm. I also want to mention that when Mumra transforms into his ever-living form, you get one of those really cool close-up different animations, different uh, the, what is it, the, the Japanese yeah animation yeah so he's like i'm going to turn myself into a meek little bird like ha 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 (laughs) now 
Give me the innocent form of a gentle barbell. A disguise no Thundercat would expect. I'm sorry, I fell out of the tree. My arm, there's something wrong with my arm. No mention of my head, I noticed. I'll get you back to the lair. The, the Thundercats will soon fix you up. So he falls on top of Snarf. Well, Snarf is like an older, he's a little cranky sometimes, but he's also like, he's true. The, the, the burble didn't, but that should tell you because the, I think most burbles who did, would do that real burbles would be like, I'm sorry. I hate you. Yes. Yes. Let me fix you. (laughs) My arm is coming off, but I will give you this candy fruit. So cut to, this is the best. They have him in a bed in Cat's lair in the guest room, and they have his head and arm bandaged with bandages. And how, they, how apropos! I didn't get this because I figured that they lo- wanted him to rest, and then they said tomorrow they'll take him to the Burble Village. <laughs> Remember, if you need us for anything, all you have to do is call, and we'll take you back to the Burble Village tomorrow. Thank you, Thundercats. I'm sorry Lionel isn't here. He's camping out in the forest. Well, good night. Goodbye, Snarf. So Mumra does not wait. Lionel, by the way, is off camping. I love this little detail. <laughs> I have something for that one too. Wiley Kid and Wiley Kid say, I said, Lionel is off camping out with his friend Jimmy. Oh my god. <laughs> Emphasis on friend. <laughs> is Jimmy home? Yes, but he's taking a shower. Oh, I see. Did he just take out the trash? No, that's something he used to do. Now he's taking out me. Lionel is meeting his old-time friend in the mountains. That we've never met before. Brokeback Mountain. Broke Cat Mountain. Wiley Kid, he said he had to take the sword of omens with him. <laughs> so, so, let's get back. So you have that you have this burble, like, wrapped up so tight like a mummy. Okay, so we understand that burbles have feelings, but this is actually acting like the burble was injured in the sense of, like, a, like a skin and bones kind of thing. But I thought it was adorable, because I do love burbles. But it's not! It is Mumra! So he quickly, like, as soon as they closed the light, he did not even wait a minute. He didn't check out the Wi-Fi this time, like he did the last time. Ancient spirits of evil transform this feeble babble into the one creature on third earth which the thundercat and throw fears the energy I, he says this, and this is what I thought he was going to say. Why does it always smell like kitty litter in this place? <laughs> they returned of it. He's like, damn. When you become ever living, you don't lose your sense of smell. Do people not understand this? 
that that didn't die away. So he all of a sudden says he's going to turn into the one creature on third earth. And this is when I thought he was going to say himself again. That could be, I was like, wow, Mumra. But no, it's the one that Panther was afraid of. He turns into the giant light bat creature, electric bat. But for some, I got to tell you, David, for someone who's afraid of bats, Panther did amazing. Yeah, he did. Up until the end. Up until the, like, the mechanical arm mine whatever melding thing happened i think this actually is very smart of a plot this controlling them from the inside i do love the thunder kittens in the next scene camping in a tent <laughs> i put wily kid and wily cat are pretending to camp out and playing craps I oh, they were! I, I hope they're making some money on their hustle. Their side <laughs> hustle on the street playing craps. Because they're like, if Lionel can go camping, we can go camping too. It's like a jealousy thing. That also shows their age. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. If Lionel can go camping, so can we. Yeah, this is fun. And much nicer than sleeping in the woods. Your turn. Hey, I feel lucky tonight. Panthro, what's wrong with you? Mumra! They should have all been allowed to go camp. Oh no, he needs to be alone. Um, Maybe he's con- communing with Jaga or something. Or sure, sure. We'll say that's what he's doing. He's communing with Jaga. But okay, the shot of Panthro and then Mumra in the dark bedroom is terrifying to me. And they had nothing. They didn't even have their pellets. They had nothing. And then he to flips, he flips their by. bed over too, and they're like, "What are you like? I know we're up late, Panthro, but you didn't have to <laughs> use us. Throw my bed." Uh, that's what first one I thought too. They're going to say like, "Oh man, Jesus Panther, we're sorry we we stayed up and, and played craps like you said. But so bunglers notice that Mumra will be in this pose, which is his arms up with his mouth open, about five different times in this episode. So I I think they use the same cell over and over again. He just every time he captured a Thundercat, he had his hands up with his mouth open, and it was just in this freeze frame. Um, maybe Ryan, he's a mouth breather. Sometimes that happens. You know I am. You know I. Am. I'm a nose breather, sorry. Well, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> you're doing the for once, right thing. For once, I'm doing the right thing. So, Chitara, I love this. <laughs> she gets up. I gotta say, this must have been happening consecutively at the same time, right? Like, she must have heard the noise. Because it wouldn't have taken Chitara that long to, like, oh, I heard screams. Did you not want to see her looking into the mirror, waiting for my man? I thought she was <laughs> I thought they were going to pan and show the mirror, actually. I would have loved if she had, like, a tray of gold out on her bed and she's dancing <laughs> in the mirror, like, Wizra, <laughs> And then she's like, what? What? What's that noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you to never come in my room. <laughs> I told you to knock before you come in here. <laughs> so she they, hears... No, Riley Kit and Cat were actually scared because they did yell pretty... She, I would scream, too. That looked terrifying. That was a great shot. Again, these night, scary, at-night episodes. Chitara comes across and what did I say? The screams of they scream for terror. They all screamed for terror. They all got ensnared with this thing. What was that? Whatever it was, it came from the Thunder Kitten's room.
looking for us, Chitara? Uh, yes, I... What was all the commotion? Looks like a tornado hit this place. Oh, I get it. The lightning scared you, right? What is happening here? You'll soon know everything, Chitara. But Snarf jumps out the window when it's his turn. Oh, oh, so he meets Tigra in the hallway. And he's like, you're going the wrong way, Snarf. Because he said he was going to go check on the bunch of yeah. kittens. And then Tiger gets caught. But the funny part of the whole thing is I said Snarf jumped out the window like that dog in Friday the 13th. Yes, that's, ex- that's exactly what I thought of David when the dog saves himself and just runs away from the cabin. <laughs> He's like, bye. <laughs> People, maybe somebody might not know. But the dog in Friday the 13th, the only one that's Was that the only survivor? That, it was like, yeah, it was part movie. four. And the dog and- actually... We were debating whether the dog got thrown out the window. But the dog just... I said, oh, hell no. I'm not man's best friend anymore. Because there's no setup to it, bunglers. If, if the scene is basically... A dog getting jumping through a glass window and running away. Yeah. Like, it had nothing to... It didn't show, like, Jason coming and, like, throwing the dog. It was just Jason's in the house. Cut to... The dog it runs. Snarf did it. Snarf ran, and he's looking for the camping. He should follow the trail of I don't know Lionel's rendezvous. Gordon. Gordon. Oh, this is what happened. Tigra ends up getting, of course, in the instrub. He gets taken. A very good way of having this, you know, happen. It's cre- it's creepy. It's it honestly is. And they find the bandages, like we were mentioning earlier. Like David said, Aquapo. Aquapo. <laughs> it gets worse. What an Aquapo. <laughs> <laughs> Just forget it. Just forget it. Aquapo. That sounds, that sounds like a Sailor Mercury from Sailor Moods. <laughs> Aquapo. <laughs> Before the translation. <laughs> so he does say, I think our burble isn't who he says he was before he gets captured. Tiger gets taken. Tiger, it's me, Snarf! Oh, sorry, Snarf, but something strange is going on around here. And I thought you might be an uninvited guest. Chitara, Panthro, Wily Kit, and Wily Cat are all missing. So is our burble friend. Hmm. I wonder if it's a burble at all. You mean? Yes. Mumra can take any form. I wish Lionel were here. And what could he do? Get out of here, Snarf. I'll hold him off. Warn Lionel. Where are you, Lionel? 
Lionel's like cut to all of a sudden he's packing up his sleeping bag and he's like thank you Snar for letting me know uh, we've talked about this before and I've said this Mumra has to do an elaborate thing he has to uh, over elaborate everything he's gotta pretend to be somebody else he couldn't make himself a tiny fly sized Mumra and just fly right. in and do the same exact thing he had to be a barable and, and go through all this nonsense he loves doing drag and transforming there is a huge failed opportunity here to be Robert Bell instead of a r- random burble. He, this is what I'm telling you, he really doesn't want to get rid of the Thundercats because it gives his life some meaning. He has to play with them. He has to do these elaborate things. He could have just, he could have turned invisible. You're right. He could have, he could have done anything. He could actually that. just transport. Yeah, in a bubble. Or just like the Power Rangers, just tap the, con- and appear right in Chitara's bedroom and put the thing right on her bracelet while she's sleeping. Oh, you could have just made it gold and have her clip it on herself. on anyway. Speaking of Chitara's bedroom, this was the picture that Leah sent us months ago. I love it. Where Lionel is searching, I guess, uh, they they can't find the Thundercats when they get back, Snarf and Lionel, so they must be going through each room. They split up, by the way, stupidly, Lionel, why did you do this? And I'll get into that in our bungler segment. Well, nobody's here either. That makes all the bed chambers empty. Don't worry, we'll find them. I sure hope that we do. We don't find them with glowing red eyes. We'd better split up. We'll make better time that way. You check the sword chamber, and I'll check the control room. We'll meet back at the hangar in 30 minutes. And shout if you find anything. You can bet on that, Lionel. I'll shout. But he goes through Chitara's closet, and like Leah said, she wears the same thing. It's she has leotards, boots, and capes. Now I said, why does Lionel have to go through Chitara's closet? And he took an awfully long time looking in there. It's it's small. It's it's a small little closet. He was like, mm, like you said, no one's allowed in Chitara's room. <laughs> And the mirror was uncovered, so you leave for your, your imagination. In the Instrum, Snarf gets rabies because they had to split up, even though Lionel's going through each room in the cat's lair. Oh, hi, Snarf. I guess you didn't find them either. Oh, I found them all right. And we'll all do Mumra's bidding. Snarf, no! And then, my god, Lionel runs up that hill. He escapes the cat's cat's lair and runs. Runs and runs. And I go, I first I said, is he going to the Black Pyramid? No, he just had to, he was just getting clear out of there. So we have to get to this big battle when he actually confronts Mumra. He says, that piece of tin won't harm me? Mumra learns from his mistakes. That piece of tin! Won't harm me! But the horror of your own reflection will! Unlike those miserable mutants, Lionel, I learn from my mistakes! There is no reflection! Nothing can save you! No! Learn from this. When Tyra Banks told that a contestant on America's Top Model, when I'm yet, when my mother yells at me like this, it's because she loves me. Learn from this. <laughs> and then, 
That's so true. Yeah, um, Mumra puts on his theater glasses. I, I wrote this. He, Lionel says, no, but m- your own reflection. He goes, there is no going to be no more reflection. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm my knockoff Versace glasses that I bought at the flea market. <laughs> or maybe it was the bo- the bodega. And you will, I cannot see my own reflection anymore. I paid extra for the blue block and the glare reflection. <laughs> Claire. He really did. Honestly, though, that was the best for me. Because they were really fancy, too. They were fancy glasses. They looked like they were telescoping a little bit. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen like, when you pulled What was it like? A, 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 what do they call it? Steampunk? Steampunk? Steampunk, a thousand percent, David. Yes. He gets attacked. They're all, the Thundercats are all shooting red lasers from their eyes and doing the smile thing. They're like, they did this creepy smile. Did you notice that? All of them? They were like, eh. Because they were all under Mumra's control. He he calls, he does Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats Hole, which I figured was going to break the spell too, David. I'm sure you thought. I would have done that first. I would have done that from the beginning. In the field. In the field that he ran Before to. Before I even went into Cat's Lair, which by the way, I love always seeing Cat's Lair. It's like, it's almost like for us in the States, it's like the Capitol building or something. It's like very grand inside. Like this very cathedral type looking thing. And, and the Burbles, by the way, had to remember how to build all that. <laughs> poor purples when they come to this scene is epic i think this is going to be one of my favorite scenes ever david mark it down in the the radical retro (laughs) chitara tanya harding's mumra with her staff right he goes down like and then they hold him down hold him down the thunder kittens hold his arm and they rip his mask off and they're all gathered around ripping like this is when david would say like kill him oh my <laughs> god oh I, you know let me read you my note now you know what i'm gonna say i would have <laughs> cut mamra's head off right then and there and said you can't return to the pyramid you can't recharge bye boo <laughs> <laughs> No, they, what did they do? They rip his, they rip his glasses I off. I would have done that. I would have lopped his head off, and it would have been like, it, it would have been like, you ain't seeing your reflection. Would have been, it would have been Harry Potter, the the Horcrux or whatever it is. Oh, when they yeah. put, like pieces of mumra everywhere. I would have put this one in cat's layer <laughs> under cement. This one in an electric thing. I would have had what's her name from from space. Oh, Mandora. Um, Mandora, take part of this body over here on the great penile planet. Wouldn't that be great? That's what have stopped everything. But no, what happened? Happens, Lionel goes, let him go. He's beaten. And I think from Mumbra, that would like sting him the most because he did say, You want to see me crawl, Lionel? <laughs> I will was... de- you are degraded now, Mumbra. The party's over, Mumbra. Let him go. He's beaten. 
This is not a failure, Thundercats. Merely a setback. And each time we meet, I learn more. One day, I'll prevail. like i learned from my mistakes this was his theme today learn from your mistakes yeah but he said he said at the very end this is not a loss it is just a setback and every time we meet i learn more about you and i said every time we meet mumra <laughs> that's what have been my answer because i would have been sassy comeback we know you mumra we know the gig but is there's up. always this general theme with mumra that he has unlimited time and regeneration so he doesn't really phase him it's a thorn in his side but he i'm sorry he if the thundercats were not on third earth what would he be doing sleeping in a crypt continuously yeah. and never wake up i would be i would want to you know play a little yeah frolic go out and have a good time maybe dip <laughs> my fingers in the, the pool of destruction or oh my god could he go through the pool of time you know the the what the what has could you imagine if he did do that and he became like hot like wizra but evil mm. oh, oh, oh. Th things would change then things would change a little on third earth here no because he'd still be a jerk he'd still be mumra cranky mumra. Boy. they never change but honestly david his drag would look so much more fabulous he would look <laughs> he would be able to get flawless skin when he did his drag oh wait a minute ryan what would you rather be mumra and look like a bag of bones all the time like like Nora jones i'll be a bag, yeah, a bag of bones, of bones. No bag of didn't I never I described her as that I couldn't think of her name like <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, you know bag of bones, and you're like, Nora Jones. I've been down the road alone. <laughs> My crypt is drenched in wine. You'll be on my mind forever. Or would you like to, or would you want to be trapped in the netherworld or whatever with Wizra looking hot as ever? Oh, I, I guess Wizra, because yeah, because um, Mumra's chained to the pyramid anyway, basically. He can't go I'm too far. Slave for you. I can't deny it. I'm not trying to hide it, baby. Yeah, yeah. The, the totems, the totems yeah, are going up and down the ancient yeah, spirits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're off the deep end. I wish he danced for the- Dance for me! That's what they say for him. Chitara? The dramatics. Anyone else would have destroyed us, Lionel. I- No. What?! No. What? Just to get a bracelet off? I, that's what I'm saying. Say, you did good, Lionel. Anyone- We're so lucky. Anyone would have destroyed us. You're a true friend, Lionel. You helped us when anyone else would have destroyed us. Sometimes uh, it's these little offbeat comments that we always we always remember, like when Panthro during the trials was like, "I didn't think he'd make it anyway against yeah, my kid, my other cat," or like, "She's even looks older," or or <laughs> somebody else, anybody else would have just destroyed us over putting on a power bracelet that controls us. No, 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 no. 
or what did he say? Thunder, thunder, thunder cats. It's all these like moments that you're like, this is a little off character or a little kind of, wow, really? This is how they think? Or are they having a bad day? No, or it shows that what does Lion-O do when they're not, when not on camera? Anyone else would have destroyed us, Tigra. You know how he is. You know, he's got that, that he's got that mean streak in him. He's got eyes like a gypsy. You know, he's got that mean streak in him, Tigra. I've always told you that. <laughs> Telling me he didn't grow up. He didn't have a childhood like I took it from him he was in a capsule <laughs> you know he looks at me he blames me <laughs> he blames me told me i even look older i'll show him older i'm gonna trip him with this stick oh my god this is what we need to do for our 100th episode a dramatic reading of- <laughs> <laughs> we should well we have a lot of ideas remember that's true we have actually a lot of bonus ideas so at the end of this, like you noted that one time that Snarf's eyes glowed when he got the Thundercats hoe, which broke the spell. It didn't happen this time, clearly, because when they go back, zombie Snarf is still ready to kill Lionel. <laughs> Now, if you mama, why would you send, why would you send Snarf in to get Lionel? I know it's because he seems like he's innocent or whatever. Wouldn't you have just had Snarf? I would have said, listen here, Snarf, you better play it cool. Do exactly what Mumra says. You go right up to him and just put that bracelet right on his ankle. Don't even say anything. Don't just come in like, like you're the, the mermaid, the vampire mermaid from the episode before. Just go in nice and cool. Then he would have had all of them. He would have had all of them, actually. Yeah, he went in going, Mumra. Mamra. Well, okay, so let's get into our biggest bungler. You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! Jumping back to our first episode, Tamagar the Tusca. David, I'm just going to put it out there. I said that Tigra was the biggest bungler because, honestly, no one really did anything that was offbeat. He's just more susceptible. So I love you, Tigra. I know you have the problem. This is an issue you're working through. But if anyone was going to be taken over, controlled, it was Tigra. It was Tigra. I have a different view. Oh, wonderful. I have a totally different view here. I'm going to put some stuff out here. Now, considering our, our current, if I'm judging it by current standards, okay? Not the 80s, but today. Panthro bungled the fact that he said a derogatory thing against the gum 
the Gumplin. Oh, yeah, dumping. Because dumpling. it was insulting. Yeah, it was. It was like diminishing this creature that obviously has feelings and emotions and whatever. So I would say he bungled that because that would not be nice. And you want to be accepted as a panther man. You want to be accepted as a cat man. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm, 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 I'm half kidding with this, obviously. But yes, that was something that was a bungle of words, I would say. Because you shouldn't. Yes. If you don't understand something, don't put it down or diminish it or call it an it. So that would be one thing as a bungle by today's standards. Obviously, Tigra has this susceptibility. So it's really not a bungle in the sense that's who he is. But maybe he should yeah. work on this with a therapist. <laughs> Jaga spirit should be working for free. So that's a bungle. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it. My girl, I love my Chitara, but she bungled. <gasps> she could have ran oh, up to that stick. mermaid and slapped her with a stick. And they would have been, they would have been on their way instead of Tigra. I would have been like, uh-uh. I would have thrown that stick like a javelin and just, I would have been eating mermaid over a campfire. You know, when Lionel went camping next week. Remember to bring the extra mermaid meat from last, last episode. <laughs> Along with your candy meat, your jerky mermaid. I'm going to say those are the bungles for me. Obviously, I'm going to say that who did not bungle, who did not bungle were Tusca Warriors did not bungle because they stood their ground and hopefully was able to pull back this thing long enough for the the Thundercats to come. So they did not bungle. I'm going to say a not bungle on them. I just realized Tusca Warriors sound like Tuscan Raiders from Star Wars. (laughs) Or Tusks. Just Tusks. Walrus Tusks. So that's just my thing. I don't know well the mumra burble episode i am going liono only because he had to make snarf and him split up only for him to go to the sword room which made no sense when he could have just gone to the room that he did the control room and look at all the cameras at once which he did which he did and left snarf to be controlled by mumra I'm going to say I'm going to disagree with you because this also proves to you that Lionel believes Snarf is capable of taking care of himself. He is an equal and he is a Thundercat because he would have said Chitara. He would say, grab a stick girl and go. Tiger, go whip yourself over there. Whip yourself and try to find somebody. So I'm going to disagree with you. (laughs) I'm going to say it's Mumra and I'm going to tell you why. Because Mumra took the time to get the mutants out of their beds in the middle of the night (laughs) to call them stupid. He's going to teach them a lesson. He had to eat crow. You know the expression, you got to eat crow? He had to eat crow. Maybe he did eat crows. I don't know. But he had to, he had to, now I would have been, if I was the mutants, I would have said, oh, oh, it's daybreak. You must have, you must have lost (laughs) it again. You must have lost yet again, Mumra. So he's the biggest bungler because he always grandstands and thinks that he has the ability when he clearly does it. The only thing that Mumra has on his on his side is obviously the power, regeneration and power, is time. Because he gets a chance over and over again. Because if this was a normal foe, either they would be defeated, locked up, I mean, in other circumstances, die, fall in a volcano, or God only knows... They would have, or destroyed. He, the only thing he has is this regeneration power and having power, obviously. Knowledge, knowledge, but time. So he is the biggest bungler because how dare you talk about the mutants who don't have the same abilities as you do? Well, I'm really on today. That was and good. That was good. Usually we can't even come up with one. He's the biggest bungler. And I'm sorry, Chitara, you know I love you. Lynn Lipton, you know I love you, Chitara. You're my favorite. You're the most vivacious and powerful and rah, warrior out of the whole group. She needs a flaw once in a while, right? She can't always be perfect. She's she flawless, needs a- but she, she, she bungled that. I really 
want to know. No, I want to know. I'm putting this out there for our bunglers, and it's particularly Mitesh now, because this is one of his faves. Let me know what you think about what we just said. About I them. love that. And, and to your point earlier, do you think the mutants were looking at Castle Plundar and noticed Mumra flying back to the pyramid? Like, how he, you know, he flies upward into the sky, he gets thrown back when he sees his reflection. Oh, there he went. And he got <laughs> the theater asses on and everything. <laughs> Maybe they have a camera, Catslayer, like like Catslayer has a camera at Castle Plunder. Maybe they're like, mm, so good, you're so good, Mumra. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> that was a blast, Bunglers. I-, I hope you had a good time like we did with these two episodes. You can always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, also one word on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. Red Circle. Red Circle is our home. Our home where you might hear some wonderful commercials during this episode. And then also... Well, the cats gotta eat too, you know. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. Although I don't think we got anything yet. <laughs> no, I don't think we did either. Um, <laughs> and also a review would be wonderful if you are on Apple, if you could rate us on Spotify, whatever your place of choice is, if you could whatever give us a rate. Whatever you're on, yeah. tell your grandmother, even if she doesn't listen, to, to friend us. Hide, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands, but make sure they subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Everyone's getting Wizros today. And you get a Wizros. If you're Team Selena, then you then you also should join the podcast. And if you're Team Bieber, you could do it too. <laughs> you're taking everyone, Team Edward, Team Jacob. <laughs> He's going everywhere. Thank you again. We will be back with double episodes the last Friday of next month. We hope you you stay well until then. And as always, David, ho. Who you calling a hoe? <laughs> I said, who you calling a hoe? Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.